Welcome back to Read It or List It. I'm Phoebe. And I'm Ashley. And in today's episode, we are back with part two, all about busting a reading slump. Yeah, that was our intention with the last episode was to like really get into what causes a slump, how do we break out of it, some books to recommend, and of course, like true fashion on this podcast, we just like derailed it like and didn't really get into that until the end. I feel like we like read it or list it or like read it or derail it, read it or get off topic. Something that has always been prevalent in my reading, but I just didn't like, I didn't realize what it was until I started to really get into the romance genre. It's like always loved a good relationship in a mm-hmm. book, regardless of what type of relationship it is, whether it's a friendship or a um, mother-daughter or a, you know, just any sort of, or, or a romantic relationship. Any sort of relationship is, like, such a beautiful part of a reading experience for me and something that I always, like, yearn for in whatever book I'm reading. So that's how you sell me. Like, I will read, I started with, I mean, I started this podcast talking about Megan Miranda books. And the thing I loved about Megan Miranda is that in her YA or her adult books, she writes thrillers. In, in all of them, she has this, like, little like undercurrent of a love interest or a little you know some sort of relationship sub plot that I am always very intrigued by so I 100% agree so this is actually a very good way to get into talking about our tips for getting out of a reading slump why do they happen like because it's reading slumps can be universal but I think how we get into them and how we get out of them can also be pretty personal Mm -hmm. um appropriately for what we're talking about and going off on tangents um I have a quote for this week oh yes okay so this is something we want to start doing a little bit more of um this is from my current read from um it's called chef's choice by tj alexander it is out on may 30th before i read the quote i do deeply apologize nothing is coming up on my recording system but my dog is currently licking peanut butter out of her kong and she won't go away so i'm very hopeful that nobody else can hear it because there's no little sound bites registering but alas I don't hear it. So, Beezy, you're being a good girl for now. Chef's Choice by TJ Alexander, which is out May 30th. And it literally made me just snort with laughter as I read it. That's the foundation of true friendship. The ability to complain about other people for hours on end. Wow. Are you trying to say that that's what we do for the hour before we hit record here? I mean, we don't complain about other people, but I feel like we just can go off for hours and hours and generally... On anything. On truly anything. Like, if there was a Guinness World Record for longest amount of time to talk to your podcast partner before you hit record, I genuinely think that... No, sometimes it will be... Sometimes it will be three hours, guys. And I will be like... Uh, I, I've said on the podcast, I'm not sure if I said this when we were recording or before I recorded, yeah. but <laughs> because we do it all the time, we just have That's to catch up, I, you know? I will tell Nick, I'm like, okay, I'm recording. I'll be like back in like an hour. And he's like, ah, okay. Yeah. He's like, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow. <laughs> 
I, okay, so yeah, so we're going to start um, trying to incorporate a little like quotes from a current read or something that's just like resonating with us that week in each of these episodes to like ground us, bring us back to center. Um, so my quote is not from a book I'm currently reading. It is because I just, I just was like pulling out this book for other reasons this week and I was going through all my quotes and oh, this one is so good just struck me right with kind of like our conversation that we were having earlier again off the podcast um and it's from the co-op people aren't houses or projects you can't disassemble them and find out how they operate identify their broken bits and replace them you can do your best to understand them as they are but people change they grow they learn they just are i just think that that's like that's a really good way to tie in like how the podcast has gone. You know, we change, yeah. we change as people and the podcast has changed and I'm, we're just like really thankful that you're still here listening to us. Um, well, every time we go on a hiatus I, and I think nobody misses us. Like I truly feel like we have maybe three listeners in the world and, and it's like my mom and like, <laughs> you know, two other people like Haley <laughs> and you know, it's like, so I never really think about it. And then we come back and just like the amount of like DMs that we get just like reminds me that like people do really enjoy this podcast and we really enjoy doing it. And so we really, I just want to say thank you for sticking with us through our growing pains as Phoebe and I manage two very opposite schedules. Yeah. Um, so thank you for being patient with us and growing with us and just like letting us be. Right. Because we have a lot of exciting stuff happening this summer. I feel like most people will take like TV shows, like when traditional media, like not in streaming, the, the streaming era, take the summer off because like there's nothing mm-hmm. going on in the summer. I kind of feel like it's opposite for the book world where everything gets kind of quiet after December because of like the Mm -hmm. holiday rush to like get those October and November releases into people's hands. Mm -hmm. January and February are pretty quiet. Then things ramp up in March and like obviously there's nothing like the summer reading season. So we have a lot of exciting author interviews planned And just, like, the rest of the direction of where we're planning on taking the podcast and other guests that we're planning on having on. And I'm just really excited about it. Those DMs actually, like, genuinely mean the world to me and to both of us because sometimes (laughs) we're like, is anybody listening? But it really is so special. Yeah, I I think, uh, like, this past week I got several DMs being like, oh, you know, um you mentioned this book the other day and like, oh, did you ever finish this? And I'm like, where are you getting this from? And they're like, oh, on the podcast. I'm like, oh, oh, because I forget that I put that out there and you guys deserve an update when we finish books. So we're going to be better at it and, you know, keeping you up to date with what we're doing, what we're reading and what we recommend. As I edit, I'll make sure I I make notes in the Google Doc of, like, what books we mention as, like, our currently reading and all of that. I know. Let's – yeah. And so I think last episode I talked about how I was in the middle of reading River – or I just started River of Shadows 
by Karina Halley. And oh my god, I finished it yesterday, actually. Also, what is your very exciting update? How many copies of it do you have? Oh, oh, yes, yes. I am so, guys, I deserve, I think I deserve a reward in the form of uh, allowing myself to get the ebook now because <laughs> because I said on the last podcast I was like I am going to try my best not to buy the ebook and I'm going to just listen to the audio and just read for my little physical book and I did it guys I read the whole book I'm very proud of you I am really proud of myself and you know and it was so fun because I actually did annotate as I mm-hmm. went and it just was like I, ha- I didn't do it because we were traveling last weekend, but, like, I have this new desire. I'm I'm currently listening to Coach by Debney Perry, and I have the physical book, and I have the audio arc. And so I think I'm going to do this with this book unless I finish it in the next day, which I very well may because I love it. It's so good. Oh, it's Debney at her best. Um, I can't wait to read it because we know that I'm a football girly. Oh my gosh, it's like, I love, she does Second Chance better than I think any other author I've ever read. Yeah, I I love the way that she does Second Chance. And so this is like Second Chance, Friends to Lovers, Single Dad, Small Town, obviously, Sports. He is the head coach of this collegiate football program and she is the assistant athletic director. Um, mm, love it oh so good anyways so I we have a new coffee shop that just opened up that is within walking distance from our house it's about a mile mile and a half I would say walk but there's um there's a sidewalk that goes all the way from my house to the coffee shop so it's like yeah so it's really jealous. great we have a full brick pathway all the way from our neighborhood to main street that's so, amazing. Yeah. And as the weather is starting to get nicer, I just want to like put on my audiobook, do my little 30 minute stroll to the coffee shop, take out my physical book and just like annotate it at the coffee shop with my coffee. Like that what just sounds a vibe. so, isn't yes. that? Yeah. So. Well, I'm, I'm reading my, well, I am in a very exciting position at the moment because I am so obsessed with all because I, I have an audiobook, an ebook, and a physical book going right now, and I'm equally obsessed with all of them. But my physical book that I'm reading is Chef's Choice, the book that I read the quote from, and it feels so good. Like I, and mm. this is so funny because we literally were just talking about in the last episode how much we're obsessed with our e-readers and like nothing will ever come between me and my Kindle. And, like, I need it at night because, like, I stayed up late last night reading my ebook. But, like, I was sitting – I finished up work and then I had an hour before we started recording and I was sitting on the couch with an, with an ambiance video going and a candle on, reading this book, highlighting the lines that, like, spoke to me. Mm. And I was just, like – and my and my phone was in the other room because so I was letting it charge before we recorded. Mm-hmm. And it was just no distractions, and it just felt so good. And that's how I know I am firmly out of my reading slump from February right. because I'm just, like, so excited for my reading time and not being like, oh, you have to read today. The one thing I feel like we didn't say in the last episode in part one of this is – 
the natural, like the number one, the true number one advice for getting out of a, of a book slump is to just let it be, to just mm-hmm. let it happen, to ride the wave. We as humans are not meant to love the same thing all the time in the same way at the same capacity. Like we ebb and flow, like our, what we're doing that week, that day, how our mind is feeling. All oh, there's so many things that impact, I think, that how we consume a, ho- a hobby and it's mm-hmm. totally okay. Even if you love something with all your heart, it's okay to like take a break from it sometimes. And for me at least, when I am like truly in a slump, I used to let myself feel the pressure of like, oh my gosh, I have to, you know, I have like five arcs that are due this month and I've got to like get, I promised that I would do this buddy read and like, I just stopped doing all that. I just stopped doing that. I very rarely, I only take arcs from um, authors that I really love their work or are authors that I'm excited about consuming something that they have put out into the world because I think I could learn from it or I could grow from it or I like that person um and what I've like learned of them like I will I'm just like a lot more selective now with what I take in because Mm -hmm. I never want to do a book disservice because I'm not in the mood to read it and so I'm so much slower about that now and intentional I guess with what I take yeah I agree I try to be I'm not I would say I am a mood reader but I also think that I'm like an intentional mood reader Mm. because I'm the I'm such a sucker for a good cover and I think that's how I end up with like all these books and like I think part of my reading slump in February was also contributed to the fact that like I have stacks of books in my office right now that I'm like oh my gosh I will never ever read all of these and I know we Mm -hmm. joke about you know, there's a difference between buying books and reading books, and they're two completely separate hobbies. And I do genuinely agree with that. But I also am like, oh, but the Phoebe who picked this up in the store was so excited about it. Mm-hmm. Do you let her down? <laughs> Which is like the Capricorn is showing by feeling yeah. that way. <laughs> um, so I think I... I, I really think that the only way to get out of a reading slump is to ride it out because the feeling will return. And I always think of, I, I feel like I've said this before and I don't know if I've said it on Instagram. I don't know if I've said it on TikTok or if I've said it on here before. There's that line from the Sex and the City movie when they're, which Ashley probably hasn't seen because she doesn't watch movies. Yeah, Sorry. It's a good thing I'm not on TV or in movies because Ashley wouldn't watch them. <laughs> I would be like the worst supporter of you. No, I I am so bad. Guys, I don't think you understand how bad I am at movie consumption. Like you could tell, there are so much. I think It's I not watched, that you're bad at it. It's just like not your interest, which is fine. But it's, no, it's but so like, funny it's to me. No, but like it's not not my, like I don't make it like my personality to be like, oh. Yeah, I've never seen that movie that everybody else is. I'm not like other girls. I've never seen that. <laughs> like, I don't, it's not like an intentional thing. I just, like, I just, I've, n- I don't, like, yearn to watch a movie. <laughs> okay. Which is fair. That's totally fine. Nick and I, like, love movies. And on Sunday nights, we, sorry, I have to throw the toy for the dog. Um, 
on Sunday nights, we have started a tradition of like doing like a movie night because generally on Sunday nights, I am free. And if we can't do Sunday night, we'll do Monday nights because I'm always available on Monday nights. And we watch a new movie or a new to us movie. And we do like the whole thing, like popcorn and snacks and, you know, all the good stuff. But in the... Uh, anyway, so yeah, Sex and the City. Well, yeah, so this in the Sex and the City movie, they're the first one, they're in Mexico. Carrie has just been left at the altar by Mr. Big. <gasps> Spoiler, what if I want to go back and... <laughs> I'm just kidding, I knew that. I know that. <laughs> Obviously, because there's that meme. <laughs> I've literally never seen... No, that's not true. Also, he's dead. Maybe like <laughs> 10... I've seen like maybe 10 episodes of Sex and the City. I know, that's like... I can't believe I admitted that on the internet. I but mean, I it's, do know... the show has not aged well, so it's totally fine. From what I do know is that I would be an Aiden girly. Oh, yeah. You think so? Or do you disagree? No, you would be an Aiden girly. You would be. I mean, Mr. Big is obviously, like, the suit daddy of the show, but he's not, like, soft. And I feel like you like your suit daddies to be, like, hard on the outside. And he doesn't have, like, a soft interior. But he does call her baby exclusively. I mean, I do love that, but I will never get over picturing him as the cheating loser husband from The Good Wife. So, like, also that. Um, But anyway, so Carrie gets left at the altar. She's super depressed, can't get out of bed. And she asks her friends, will I ever laugh again? And they say, yes. When She's like, when? When will I laugh again? And they say, when something is really, really funny. And that's how I feel about book slumps. You will read again when the book is something that you really love. I love that. Because I, I mean, like, and that's the thing. Like, that's why I've always been a huge rereader because I can always return to a story that I love. And that's what I did for most of February for that reading slump I was in. And that, I'm, it's like, it keeps you. Because I think a lot of us as readers, the readers, the reason why reading slumps hurt so much is because we don't feel like ourselves if we don't take that half hour, hour, quiet mm-hmm. time to leave work, leave family obligations, mm-hmm. you know, leave whatever is clouding your mind and hang out with some characters for a little while. Like, that's why, like, reading is so fun. Because mm-hmm. you get, like, stuck in a world that's not your own. And um, the book that gets you out of the reading slump is the one that just, like, clicks in that moment. Yeah. So. Like, for me, it was this this past reading slump season. For me, it was Forget-Me-Not by Julie Soto. And I, I, I picked that up in such a like serendipitous way because I am in the middle of reading the Kingmaker series by Sophie Lark on audio. And there is after the second book, according to the reading order, you go back and read these other two um, shorter books in a different series by Sophie to like, because they show up in the third book in Kingmakers. So and those were not available on audio. They're only on Kindle. So I was like, oh my gosh, like I had planned to read this whole series. Like this is my audiobook series. 
what do I do? And so I went through like a two week slump period in my audiobooks because I just like couldn't like I didn't know what to do. I felt like so frozen because I had had a plan and then I like couldn't do what I wanted to do on audio. And then I was like, well, do I start a new series? Like that feels awkward because I'm in the middle of a series and whatever. I was just like in my head about it. Um, so I just went to like scrolling through Libro and like see what was available as arcs and then what was, you know, available as like new releases. And I ended up picking Forget Me Not. Forget me not as an forget arc me nerd. Read. <laughs> forget me nerd. I was like, I'm nar, like, nar. <laughs> forget oh me nerd. <laughs> or or like break out my Boston. Forget me not. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyways, so I got that one as an arc read, and then I got um. The Neighbor Favor by Christina Forrest as a, like a new release. Oh, Amber read that and loved it. Yes. We were reading it at the same time, unintentionally. The best um, kind of buddy read. Please don't yeah. put pressure on me. <laughs> so she was reading it on her Kindle or like a physical copy. I don't know. But she was reading it like with her eyeballs and I was listening to on it. On Sage. Um, she, her Kindle's name oh, is Sage. Oh, her Kindle's name is Sage. Yeah, because she got the agave. Oh my gosh. She has inspired me. Oh my gosh. New, we're tangent. Uh, I am going, you're this, this is going to shock you, Phoebe. You're going to be like, who is Ashley? Are you going on a solo trip to London? Um, no, but oh. like, do we need to do that? I, I, not a solo trip, but can we go together? <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> if you were going by yourself, I would say I'm inviting myself. <laughs> no, I am going, mark my words. This is being recorded on the podcast, right? Okay. Um, 2024, if you don't see me recapping a trip to Italy that I took, like text me and be like what are you doing ashley 2024 if by december 2024 i haven't gone to italy like shame me cancel me this is all i want to do it's all i want to do anyways okay no the thing that i'm doing that you'll be like oh my gosh this is really her i think that i'm going to put a pattern decal on my kindle blink twice if you need help (laughs) i know i think i'm gonna keep the front white but you know when i had my big my big tumble did i I talk about this on the podcast i think you did okay when i like fell to my death um and my kindle saved my life if not it was a 10 minute voice note to me which is the same thing (laughs) yeah but not for all of you guys (laughs) i uh, quick recap i had like a full-on slow motion like no <laughs> fall on my brick steps a couple months ago and I don't know why but I was holding my Kindle because I needed my Kindle to go to get check the mail for some reason like emotional support Kindle and um I broke my fall with my Kindle and so the back is all like scratched up and still works perfectly fine but like it's not like the prettiest for pictures and I thought like I want to do like a cool like neutral little decal on the back of my kindle i also put a oh my gosh this is blink four times i also put a case on the back of my kindle but granted this is not my paperweight i'm still anti-case on the paperweight um but on my oasis i put a case on it and i like love it big fan so i'm gonna put a decal and then i'm gonna put the case on over the decal i'm i i am too stunned to speak I'm shocked, but you know what? 
I love that you're living a little. Thank you. I mean, is it living a little if I am providing more protection on my Kindle? Other, Other things. So yeah, first tip, number one tip that we left off in the last thing is to ride it out, ride out that wave. The second thing, and I think this is a really important distinction. It's not about how you beat out a slump. It's what you just, it's, it, a lot of that is about deciding if the book that you're currently reading is impacting whether you're in a slump or not. Mm, If you're, mm -hmm. if you're forcing yourself to finish a book and so you can't decide whether it's the book that's making you feel slumpy or if it's your own mental, like just general, you know, feelings at that time that's keeping you in a slump. And I feel like that distinction is huge, right? Like how you treat it. Uh, Because the first thing that like knocks off like half a star or a star for me when I'm reviewing books is pacing. Mm -hmm. Like I am, and I think this also comes from my job. Like the story has to move forward. You have to get from point A to point B. And obviously, like, when we're reading romance, we're waiting for the happily ever after. So if something feels like it's moving too slow or too quickly or, like, you know, that's, like, the first thing. Or you're waiting for the next plot point. Like, I am currently reading this book that is 700 pages, maybe. Oh, good Lord. And it's one of those things where I'm not checking to see how much I have left. I'm just reading it because no matter what moment in the plot that I'm in I'm enjoying what's on the page like I'm just mm-hmm. enjoying the characters I'm just enjoying their banter I'm just like enjoy I'm just having a good time that's how I know about icebreaker because that's like 500 something pages and I was mm-hmm. just like along for the ride right like when you don't want a book to end that's the sign of like that <gasps> book is is resonating with you in some way like it's pacing is good or it's characters like the what's on the page like I'm a big I'm a big fan of banter like that's like my main thing like that's why I love Talia's books so much like that's why she will always be one of my favorite favorite authors because no one can deliver on the page banter like Talia Hibbert like she's so good at it I think um Elizabeth O'Rourke is a new to me author that I just got an arc for her summer release Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the summer that we fell or something. I summer I fell. Yeah, forget what it's called. Um, I'm gonna be a bad friend. The summer we fell by Elizabeth O'Rourke. Yeah, yeah. It looks so good. She's she does really good banter. Um, there's a couple others, but like that's something that I always know that if I'm in a slump, like picking up a book that has like good um. You could, you could open up a book to any page and you know it's going to be a good time. It doesn't matter what's going on in the plot. Like, you just, like, read an excerpt from a passage and you're just like, this is so funny. Like, the um, page that I have from the – the page that I have on the beginning of my Kindle spread in my journal is the is a page from uh, The Deal with the Devil by Elizabeth O'Rourke and it still makes me laugh every time I read it. Like, I love, love that. that. So – the reason why I'm going to be a bad friend is because the banter in Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez oh is top notch. Like it is, I I liked it better than Part of Your World. And I don't know if it's because I read Part of Your World with my ears and I read your tr- Yours Truly with my eyes, but something about Yours, it just, I'm sorry, I'm, I feel terrible. <laughs> For those who don't know, and then, uh, for those of you who are not in on the harm that has been inflicted upon me, 
Um, I do not have a copy of Yours Truly yet, and Phoebe does, and pretty much everybody I know and their mothers and, like, some random person at my book club all have a copy of it, and I am just sitting here twiddling my thumbs until it's April, and this book is out because I... I want it so bad, and people's like, oh my god, it's so good. It is so good, and I literally, like, I would not talk about it as often as I am if it wasn't, because I would be, you will be able to return the favor to me one day, because yeah, I will. you will get something. <laughs> yeah, I will. I said, okay. All right. It's a threat. <laughs> Just got, got cold threat, in here. <laughs> All right, well, so I want to finish a thought that I had from earlier regarding okay. um, getting out of a slump, but I think Bring that we around. should start <laughs> ending our episodes with a book, like a new release that we're excited about that is coming, that, that will be coming the week following posting. Oh my God, pressure. So, or, or if you ordered something, like something is coming in the mail or you just downloaded onto your Kindle, like a new release or a or a new to you. Earlier in the episode, I was talking about how in my newsletter recently, I wrote. I wouldn't say they're like weekly essays, but they're weekly musings. And last week, I read Yours Truly by Abby Jimenez, which is out April eleventh, and it's so good. And I also read Hello Beautiful by Anne Napolitano which is a hot new literary fiction release that's like it's a GMA book club it's an Oprah's book club pick it's like gonna be one of those books that like is on all of the best of lists like it's going to get like literary awards and whatever and it wasn't a bad book it in fact it was a very good book but it did not excite me the way that reading yours truly did which is a trade paperback romance mm-hmm. that is full of tropes that's a little self-aware that made my heart flutter and gave me butterflies and made me smile and stay up past my bedtime and that book addressed mental health and social anxiety in a way that was so relatable to me that made things so clear for me. But that book's not going to be an Oprah's Book Club pick. And it's yeah. not going to be on the National Book Award shortlist or longlist or finalist. Mm-hmm. It's not going to get a gold star of approval from the powers that be that said a book is worthy. But to me, it will be one of the most important books that I read this entire year. I love that, right? Because it doesn't matter, like, reading, we've said this all along, reading is so subjective. What you take from, the lessons that you learn from a book, one, like, two people could look at the same book and have completely different interpretations of what that book means and what it means to them and how it resonates with you. Like, you bring in, every time you open the pages of a book, you're bringing in your own life experiences to that book, for good or for bad. Like, sometimes it's not, okay to you know look at that book through your own lens um it's something that we talk about a lot with like own voices like I I think especially with own voices discussions around mental health rep in books particularly because one person may say that's not my experience with that 
I just had that a conversation, a pretty heated discussion with someone in my DMs about that recently. It's like, so, you know, we're not, we've, we've always said this, like, we're not a monolith. Like, this is not like books, like one person doesn't represent, um, an entire community. And that, that is very much true when it comes to books. Like one, one type of representation of, let's say, you know, anxiety and anxiety disorder in a book, like, um, Stevie from Truly Devious, she, there's this, like, there's this one scene where she's talking about having a panic um attack and it was just like so it felt so real to me but like it's very possible that somebody else that also has an anxiety disorder of some sort could look at that and be like that's not how mine manifests right and one right. isn't necessarily better than another i mean there's so much nuance to this conversation so we're like not getting into it right yeah. now but like i mean that was like the same conversation around silver flames and how mm-hmm. one you know, like come like moves forward after trauma to their body like right so right the the long or the the short long way around version of the point that i was trying to make is that i read a book outside of my usual genre a book like i would have it was like it's like loosely inspired by little women but mostly told from like the Lori character's point of view it's a sweeping family drama and like it wasn't a bad book the, the writing was incredible, the quotes and the lines that stuck out to me. And it also addressed mental health and family dynamics and abandonment. And, you know, it, it was swept through generations. Like, it wasn't a bad book, but it wasn't a five-star read for me because it mm-hmm. did not excite me. And I – and, like, yeah. I – and that's okay. Like, right. we can we can look at these things. This is the part that's objective. I'm not going to give it a one star because I'm like, oh, it wasn't in a happy ending. But I'm not going to give it a five star because I'm like, oh, well, you know, from an objective standpoint, it was a mm-hmm. good book. Because I'm allowed to have personal feelings on it. So right. read the things that excite you and pick up the books that excite you. And that's how you break a slump because yeah. if you are forcing yourself to read something you're not going to want to do it right and but also at the same time sometimes it is it sometimes it is something you can fix right sometimes mm-hmm. that's why i would say before i dnf a book i always try it in one other format and i think we talked about this a little bit in the last episode but like if i am trying to read something with my eyeballs and it is just like not it's just not vibing because i am in a weird headspace I will try it on audio. And obviously that's a very privileged position to be in if I have to buy those. But you can always can get audiobooks through, you can get audiobooks or physical books through your library. Um, there are more affordable subscriptions than having to do like a credit-based purchase like Scribd. So a lot of like, I get like a lot of my, um, like Legend Board is a really great example. I was reading that with my eyeballs and I switched to the audio and the audio at the time was on script. So it's like, you know, that's that's also another option if you can find it that way to like see like, okay, is it the book or is it me? Um, and if right. it's still not vibing with you, then maybe it's just the book and it doesn't, like I always say DNF for now. Like I'm not going to finish mm-hmm. it right now, but like maybe not ever. So DNFFN. D-N-F-F-N. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> put it on a put it on a shirt. Because it's like 
Um, what's a what's another really great example of that? Oh, um, American uh, Queen, New Camelot series by Sierra Simone. Probably one of my favorite series of all time. And I read American Queen and put the series down. I stopped reading after American Queen. I was like, mm, this is too much for me. I don't think I can do it. Mm-hmm. I don't think I can stomach it. I think it's just a little, I think it's a little too much. And then I waited a year before I picked back up American Prince and devoured it in like a couple weeks. I just wasn't in the headspace to be able to read something that, that was that heavy and emotional and like raw. Um, and now I'm like really glad that I read it. But like right now, could I read that? Probably not. There's a lot of books that I like could not read right now in my current headspace. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I think we said in the last episode, like definitely different ways, like you know, change up your medium, change up how you're viewing the book, like try to like garner up some um, excitement around it. Talk to people like, yeah, all of those things are all good. But like definitely listen to yourself if you feel like, you know what, I'm just not in the place to read right now. Right. I don't think there's, like, a magic formula. You just got to, like – that's why I just, like, you got to ride it out. Yeah. Gotta, um, all right. So to wrap up, is there – I have a couple books that I'm, like, very excited about. That will, So we, were, we are recording this the week of March 27th. This episode will be up on March 29th. So I'm going to be referencing books that are coming out between – March 27th and when is next week? April 5th, I guess. So that you can look forward to in the next week. I'm very excited about the new Morgan Elizabeth called The Playlist. Um, she I'm wrote, about that it too. was, uh, yeah, she wrote Tis the Season for Revenge, which was like a big, hot, holiday, spicy book um, that was making the rounds on Book Talk and Bookstagram. And then I'm also very excited. So that's out March 26th. So it's already out if when you're listening to this. And then on April 4th, Romantic Comedy by Curtis Sittenfeld. She mostly writes like women's fiction, but I have always really enjoyed her books. And like that's kind of like the crossover between like romance and like literary fiction that like that sweet spot where I think it'll be Mm -hmm. a little self-aware um I'm also excited for it's called Never Vacation with Your Ex and it's by Emily Wibberly and Austin Sigmund Broca they're a husband wife author duo so those are the three books that are on my radar for the next week oh my god okay so much pressure I don't what, what, I don't remember what you said the date range is, but I'm just going to give you, like, April books that Good. I'm excited about. Okay? Um, We're going to do this for every episode, so don't feel pressure to, like, choose them all. No, I'm not going to. I'm just going to choose the ones that are coming out the most, like, that I'm, I'm really excited about, like, that are coming out soon, beginning of April. So I already mentioned um, earlier, Coach by Debney Perry comes out April 4th. No, sorry, April 6th. Coach by Devney Perry comes out April 6th, and I already told you about it. Single dad football romance. It is so good. I'm I'm reading it right now. I'm so excited for it to come out. I'm so excited for the journal page that I'm going to make on it. I can see it now. I can see it so clearly. So that's one that I kind of already started. Um, Another book that is coming out soon is, this one's April 4th, is The Do-Over by Suzanne Park. 
And I saw this, I think Denise maybe posted about it, or at least I've, I've seen like a couple people mention it. And I read another, I read Suzanne Park's debut when it came out like mm, 2020, 2021. And it was so cute. It's got that perfect line between romance and contemporary. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like this will kind of be... Like. I just read that synopsis today. Alexa Martin is really good friends with Suzanne. So she's been like giving me like the lowdown on it. But I finally like read the full synopsis and I was like, this sounds fun. Doesn't it? And the cover is so pretty. So pretty. It's so different from her usual books. Yeah. So I'm really excited for that one. And then another book that comes out is Something Spectacular by Alexis Hall. Alexis Hall wrote... Yeah. The um, what is boyfriend it material, yes, and boyfriend material, material, husband material, which are like fan favorites, right? And I talk about like busting slumps. I think like I'm I'm never gonna leave romance. I'm never gonna leave it. That's my happy place. But like I said last episode, sometimes I like switch up what subgenre of romance I'm in, and I feel I feel like I'm in the mood for like a historical, you know, just like switch up switch up the time mm-hmm. period, do a little time hop. That's also a really good cover. I'm staring at it right now. Yes. Yeah. Which reminded so, me. Okay. My last I'm, one. Have you heard of The Nanny? No. The, by, wait, what is it? The Nanny by Lana Ferguson. No. It's out April 11th. And it's like single dad. Obviously, she's the nanny. And everybody just keeps saying like it's like really good. Ooh. So that is also on my radar. Excellent. So, so many books. I don't know if any of them will, will will bust you out of your slump, but there's something to look forward to. And sometimes a shiny new thing is exactly what you need. For sure. And we'll make sure that we also, you know, provide some backlist excitement from time to time. But if you liked this episode, make sure to leave us a rating or stop by our Instagram at readitorlistitpod what you thought about today's episode. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time. Original music by Jake Thorne. Podcast produced and edited by me, Ashley Chandler, and Phoebe Wright. You can find us on Instagram at Read It or List It Pod. All rights reserved 2020.